G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, today I actually just posted on social media um, that the Coach Mark Carroll podcast was number one in Australia for fitness, which is really cool. It was been number one in Australia a fair few times a while ago, um, but because I don't post every day, a lot of podcasts post like every day or two, three times a week which obviously gets their listens up, but it was really cool to um, be number one in Australia again. So thank you to everyone for listening. Um, honestly, it, it's really cool that people want to listen to me. We all have a lot of, I guess, self-doubt at times. Not, not, not necessarily like, you know, doubting yourself, not thinking you're good enough or something. But for me, I was always just like, why would anyone want to listen to me? Like what have I got to kind of offer people? Um, and so that's what really held me back for a fair few years of ever doing a podcast. Um, I always felt like I had something to offer, right? But I just didn't think people would be very interested. But now almost a year on, I think from doing my first episode, um, the Coach Macau podcast has been number one in over 15 countries, which is Pretty amazing. And what was really cool today is that when I um, was sent the chart today of um, the podcast, my podcast being number one in Australia, um, number two was Arnold Schwarzenegger's podcast um, that he does, which is he does a cool little mini podcast, but it was just funny. You know, like most boys growing up, Arnold Schwarzenegger is your hero. And so it's just kind of cool to see Arnold on the list, but, you know, you on that day be ahead of Arnold Schwarzenegger's, which is kind of madness to me. So thank you, everyone. It often, when you talk about this stuff, it often, I think people think that you're like, you know, love yourself, you try and talk yourself up. But honestly, it's just, um, it's quite weird that, yeah, when you have spent a lot of time not feeling that great, that people actually take the time to listen to you. So honestly, thank you guys. It means a lot. And as always, if you enjoy my podcast, please keep sharing. You know, so many of you listen religiously each week and share each time. So whenever you do share on social media or you talk to your friends about it, then it helps so much and really just help me get, I guess, my knowledge and my thoughts out there. So when you do, it means a lot. And if you haven't, guys, please leave a five-star rating on the podcast and follow the podcast as well. Um, it helps me tremendously. So thank you. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit of a different one. I guess it's not going to be that much directly health and nutrition based in a way, but it's going to be about the fitness industry. And it is, is the fitness industry toxic? I repeat, is the fitness industry toxic? Because the other day I had someone comment on one of my posts, something negative, something different. Um... That was sarcasm. Um, saying that, you know, the fitness industry is so bad, it's the most toxic place and blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, it kind of got me thinking. And it's it's funny, right? I especially myself have often felt like the fitness industry is toxic. But I'm in the fitness industry. I have obviously a business in the fitness industry. I have an education business in the fitness industry with my brother called Carol Performance, where we literally certify personal trainers around the world. 
you know, I do courses for coaches to help upskill to have a better career in the fitness industry. And I think, I think fitness in general gets quite a bad rap. And, and that's something I wanted to talk about. So in this episode, I want to talk about that and also just tips on how to navigate the fitness industry from a mental health standpoint. Okay. Because it can be quite a hard place, you know, in, well, I I actually think, you know, more than ever in 2023, where I'm doing this right now, the world is a hard place in many different ways than what it used to be. You know, it's definitely a more, I think, hard place from a mental standpoint of the stresses of having to show up all the time and be online and put yourself out there and be at the mercy of so many people's opinions. <laughs> um, obviously, it wasn't always the case, you know, and especially with um, fitness and stuff like that. If you were, say, a famous fitness person, you weren't connecting with people other than when you're in the gym. You were in magazines, you know, you're doing a photo in a magazine and that's where people would see you. They weren't directly messaging you and interacting with you and liking and commenting on all your photos. So now you're really in a place where you put yourself out there for the world to see over and over and over. And you get a lot of, at times, positive feedback. You also get a lot of negative feedback. Um, And it's one, one of those things where I really think it symbolizes what, you know, life is about, you know, for every good, there's a bad, for every positive, there's a negative. And that's kind of what I kind of feel like with the fitness industry, because I have friends and I've trained clients obviously over the years in different industries. And I can tell you right now from working with people in many different industries from um, even school teachers um, working at schools to really high up corporate people, bankers, um, marketers, um, people in different sports industries, people in real estate, especially I talk to a lot these days. And the common theme I often get is people I often hear want to leave that industry. And and I get told that, you know, they find that industry very toxic and it's a negative workplace and they hated it and they felt like they got bullied out and they had to leave and stuff like that. And I guess the point is, is that wherever there are humans, <laughs> there's going to be good people. But wherever there are also humans there's going to be crappy people. So again, like no matter what, if you're in the fitness industry or if you're in um, the real estate industry where it's very cutthroat or you're in even a school, um, um, being a school teacher, there's going to be workplace issues. There's going to be people who are negative. There's going to be people who don't like you for no reason other than that you exist. And I think the fitness industry really represents that as well. You know, so With social media, what you're doing is you're putting yourself out there. And as the name says, social media, it's media. So you're putting yourself out there, but it also has a social element to it. So therefore, you're putting your opinions out there. You're putting your body, your looks, your fashion sense, your um, parenting sense, all these things, you're putting yourself out there. And because it's a social platform, what happens is you get 
feedback. And getting feedback is not always going to be pleasant feedback. It's not always going to be positive feedback. Believe me, I, I know more than anyone, um, you know, the joys of negative feedback in the fitness industry. It's, trust me, it's everywhere. And that's one of those things, you know, like from a social media standpoint, from say posting yourself, you're going to encounter negativity. But then, you know, you can also look at the fitness industry being toxic. Um, I see a lot of people, I'm sorry, I've got a cough at the moment. Um, You can see a lot of people, you know, use fitness to change their life positively. So let's say they're 25 kilos overweight, not going to the gym, lacking a lot of confidence, really have no idea about calories and macros and how to use the gym. And all of a sudden they hire a good trainer. They go to the gym, they get the confidence up to go to the gym. They learn about nutrition. They learn how to use the equipment at the gym. They stick to a plan. And in six months time, they lose 25 kilos. Their confidence goes through the roof. They feel amazing. It helps them with their marriage or relationship or it helps them have the confidence to get out and talk to people and date. Fitness truly, I think, can bring more confidence, more deeper building of self-esteem than pretty much everything out there. It's such a, a place where you can do so much good with the fitness industry. It truly, it truly, truly is life-changing for people. You know, just think of it. You dieting and eating well and putting quality foods in your body, a diverse range of foods, um, learning about calories and macros so you have a good relationship with relationship with food where you have the skills to stick to a good structured plan but then also have the skills to go out on the weekend and have some fun with foods and have some delicious foods but not blow out your calorie budget and have a nice balance to it that is healthy that's not toxic then likewise you go and use your body every single day you go train in the gym or you go get your steps in or you go and do cardio and, you know, you get stronger and you feel great in the gym. You feel stronger. You feel accomplished. You notice yourself progressing month to month. Is that toxic? No, that's incredible. And the really cool thing with fitness is, especially, say, lifting weights, is it's really easy to be able to assess your progression. You can see that, hey, this week I'm doing 60 kilos on my squat. Six months ago, I was doing 40 kilos. Wow, I've added literally 20 kilos to my squat. It's such a cool and easy way to assess progression. So none of that is toxic, but it can become toxic, but so can anything. So often there's a, you know, there's a saying, people talk about, you know, certain foods being poison and terrible for you. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, certain foods being terrible for you. But normally the poison in life is comes back to the dosage so anything in life if you have too much of it can be not a great thing if you have too much water you can die so water obviously is not the worst thing in the world to have is it but it can still kill you if you can eat too much of anything it can kill you so again things are all about the the dosage so with training where it can get toxic is if let's say you know you go to the gym four days a week and then you're doing great and then five days, but then you want to turn into six days and then seven days. And all of a sudden you're going seven days and then doing hour of cardio each day. And then you're going two sessions a day and it becomes a real addiction. 
Is that healthy? No, it's not ideal for sure for most people. But it wasn't that it started out probably in a toxic way. It was that I think people push things too far and then they they use that sense of, oh, man, I feel good with the gym, so therefore I should do more and more and more. And that's where they're kind of chasing that high from the gym and they think more and more is better and that's where it starts to become a negative. Likewise, with nutrition, if you know you want to lose weight and you have 20 kilos you want to lose to be in a healthy range and you lose 20 kilos, fantastic. But then if you're terrified to get out of a calorie deficit and you just stay on super low calories and you keep eating lower and lower calories because you have body image issues, then that obviously starts to become a more toxic trait. So it wasn't that the positive choices of I'm going to learn about nutrition, I'm going to be in a calorie deficit and lose weight was toxic. No, that was a huge positive. It's when you push things too far and you don't have that ability to go, hey, you know what? I'm in a good place. Let's decrease training. Or I'm in a good place with my my physique. Let's increase calories and give myself a break. And that's something which is really, really important. So do I think the fitness industry is toxic? No, I think the fitness industry does a fantastic job at helping people give them the skills and the tools to improve. But I do think it's just human nature to want more and more and more at times and chase the highs that certain things bring. Um, I was reading this book called The Psychology of Money a few years ago, and it was about a lot of different stories with money. And it was, And one of the things that stood out was that how when people become really wealthy, like we're talking people worth hundreds of millions of dollars, a lot of people have a problem when they get really rich of never knowing when enough is enough. They're always chasing more. They could be a multi, multi, multi millionaire for the next 10 lifetimes and it still is not enough. So they're always chasing more money. And there was a story in the book about, um, a true story about, I think it was a banker and I think it was worth about three, $400 million. And he then created some fraud scheme and he's a guy worth four or $500 million. And then he frauded people and frauded them out of the money to try and make another hundred and two hundred million dollars So then what happens? He goes to jail, he loses everything. And then he's in jail for 10, 20 years. And he goes from having four or $500 million to nothing. Why? Because it was just that toxic trait of with money feeling like, it's never enough. So you're always chasing it more. And that can happen in any industry. You know, it's like, it's just one of those things where for whatever reason, sometimes humans, we really suck at knowing when we've done a good job and hey, we're in a good place. We don't need to keep chasing that high. And I think that often comes from when people put all their eggs in one basket, when their entire self-worth is tied to their body. Like, So let's say they had a physique which they felt terrible about and so all of a sudden they go learn about training nutrition they get over the next six months to a year in great shape they lose all this weight and all of a sudden they feel amazing and that makes them feel good but then they get all these compliments man you look amazing you're so good you're so beautiful or i want your body and all all of a sudden all those compliments start to become really addictive and they want more and more and more and then what happens is the longer that you're in really good shape the less people start to comment on you because it becomes a new normal. If you lose 20 kilos, initially people are like, wow, but if they 
then see you every day after losing that 20 kilos, the compliments start to get less and less and less because that's the new norm. That's the new you. And so often I feel like people then want to chase a new high. So they have to keep doing more drastic things. How can I get leaner? How can I get bigger muscles? How can I do all these things? So they keep doing more and more and more to chase that feeling of, hey, I want to feel good. And the issue is, is that when their physique at times is what has driven them from going, feeling really low self-esteem to now feeling great about themselves, but at the same time, they haven't tried to grow to grow other aspects of their life. They haven't worked on improving their relationships. They haven't worked on improving their mental health or their knowledge or inside their brain, not just how they look on the outside. And so when you've only pushed kind of one pathway to kind of validation, that's where I think it does become toxic because all your self-worth is tied to your physique instead of saying, hey, congratulations, I've got in great shape. I'm in a really good place. Now I probably don't need to keep dieting. I can build my calories up, but you know what? I'm going to take up a new hobby and do that while still training. I'm going to start reading more. I'm going to start learning more. I'm going to start trying to work on having a better relationship with my kids. And these are the things that happen when people, I think, just get a little bit too one-dimensional on what they're working on. And that's where it becomes really their sole self-esteem is tied to this one thing. Then I think from a standpoint of, say, being a trainer on social media or posting on social media, can it be toxic? Yes, but it can be toxic for any industry. Like if you if you ever look at like a celebrity's page when they post, not that I follow celebrities, I'm, I'm the biggest hater on celebrities, but if you ever look at like their page, people with 20, 30 million followers, go to their comments, look at someone you you look up to or you're a fan of and look at their comments on their page. Literally 90% of them are like negative, <laughs> people hating, people being negative. And this is just the joys of dealing with humans. Humans are jealous. Humans are negative at times. Humans kind of push their bad feelings and project it onto other people. And social media has a great way of really magnifying the negatives at times. And that's why I think it's quite hard for people and they feel it's this crazy toxic place. And I felt that myself many times, especially when I was coming into social media. It's funny, for pretty much the first nine years of my career, all I got told was, you know, how great a trainer I was. You know, I was this world-class trainer because I wasn't really online and how amazing I was. And then all of a sudden I go online and you're posting stuff and I started getting hate, like endless hate, people telling you how shit you are. And it was quite, it was quite confusing because you know, knew, I knew how good I was. I achieved so much already and I was getting all this hate from people who I'd never even heard of, knew nothing about me and they were telling me how terrible I was and all these things. And it can be quite shocking at the start when you get told all these bad things and it's something you have to learn to build up to and and get used to if you want to be a part of the fitness industry online and which is a sad thing but it's kind of one of those things it's like if you want to say be famous not not I'm not saying I'm famous I'm first thing but if you want to be say a famous person on the news and all that stuff you're going to get a lot of negatives talked about you and it's just the cost of fame. The price of fame is you're going to be treated like you're, you're amazing from a lot of people. You're going to also be talked about negatively by a whole lot of people. It's one of the, one of the 
again, those balancing parts of life, you know, the, the good and the bad. So I thought I'd just kind of end the podcast, though, with a few little tips on um, how to navigate the fitness industry, whether you're a personal trainer trying to post online and try to build a business online as a coach, or whether you're a person who just loves training and you enjoy posting online and enjoy interacting with pages and you enjoy putting your own body up there and your own physique and your own training. And you might not have a lot of followers, but every time you post, you get negative comments for no reason from people you have no idea from. I know a lot of women get terrible comments from random men with a fake profile or a hundred followers and, and whatnot. And even like my friend Sheridan, she's a mom, she's a young mom with two little kids and the amount of comments she gets from other mothers telling them her she's doing things wrong and all that stuff is insane. So people are very opinionated. So I wanted to give you six little tips on navigating the fitness industry. So I'll try to make these quick, guys. So um, let's work through them. So number one tip on how to navigate the fitness industry, accept the more you post of yourself online, the more people will have opinions about you. The more you give people to talk about, the more they will talk about you. So if you provide people, say, a tiny little aspect of your life, they're not going to have that much to talk about. But the more you put out of yourself, the more people are going to have opinions. So if you had one post, there's not much else to talk about. If you had 100 posts, there's a lot of things people can go through and nitpick and have opinions on. You know, I've had people tell me um, all the time, Hey, why'd you get a husky? Huskies are terrible. Your dog sucks. Your dog's ugly. <laughs> I've had people say, hey, you feed him the wrong thing. You do this, you do that. As I said, I've had friends who have babies and say, your baby, you're feeding your baby wrong and you should do this. And, you know, when I got our house, when I bought my house, our current house, it was um in the newspapers and I had all these people message me and be like, your house is shit. And it would be like, your house is ugly. It's like, okay, well, good thing that you didn't buy the house. Um, and, you know, there'd probably be, you know, 35-year-old dudes living in their parents' basement t- who have no job telling you that your house you've bought is ugly. It's like, okay, you do that. Um, and then, of course, you're always going to get, especially for the women out there, opinions about your weight how you look if you share your body online if you're doing a check-in or you're saying hey look i lost five kilos i'm feeling very proud of yourself you're going to get some negative fucker say well you're not lean enough you should lose more weight unfortunately you need to accept the more you want to give people information about yourself the more people will talk about you okay number two point on how to navigate the fitness industry This is a really, really important one to understand. People hate themselves, okay? People who feel shit about themselves and who are really negative, awful people love to project their pain, their unhappiness on other people who are happy or other people doing well. This is what shit people do. And this is one of the things I see a lot of people say, oh, it's okay, you know, feel feel sorry for them. But I say no. Because here's the thing, right? I've spent many periods of my life severely suicidal where I've wanted to kill myself. I've been in hospital for wanting to kill myself. And 
no matter how bad I've ever, ever felt, I've never gone onto a random account and messaged someone negative. I, you know, I've never gone and tried to make someone feel bad because that's not what good people do. If you feel bad and within yourself, you don't go blame others and project your pain onto others. But unfortunately, the world is not filled with always people who are all that nice. The world sometimes has some crappy people. So it's really important to understand when someone writes something really shit about you for no reason, very strong 99.9% chance it's not about you. It's that they're unhappy in themselves and they see something in you, you doing well, or even you being happy and smiling and it it burns them inside. So they want to make you feel bad to feel like themselves. So just know that. Don't take it personally from someone you don't know talking shit. Chances are they're not happy with themselves. It's not you. Number three, and this is something you'll really experience just so you know, the more your audience grows. And that is for every one bad comment or person, one bad person who doesn't like you, there's going to be 20, 50, 100 people more out there who like you and think great things about you. Okay, so often it might feel like the world hates you. The world thinks you suck. Let's say you get 100 negative comments that hurts. That's frustrating. But most likely you're also getting a thousand, 10,000 great comments, great, you know, likes and all these things. Um, You're not just getting negatives, but sorry, I keep coughing. But what happens human psychology? We always feel the negative stronger than we feel the positive. So there's been studies showing that let's say you won $100 it feels all right, nothing nothing amazing. But the study also showed that if you lost $100, it feels three times as painful as it felt good, okay? So let's say um, a good winning $100 gives you like a one out of three feeling of positive. Losing $100, the same amount, was a three out of three of pain, okay? So why do I say that? Because we tend to notice the negative comments. So if I get 100 comments on something, the good comments are nice, but that one comment that stands out, you always feel a lot more. But it's just important to have that human nature to understand that, yes, I feel that negative, but there's so many other people thinking good things about me. So focus on that, okay? Don't let that one negative comment or negative message make you feel shit, okay? And try to focus on the amount of good things, the good people around you and the good comments. Number four, life is a balance of good and bad and social media really reflects that. For everything social media does good for you, it also, to some degree, will have a negative, negative response, you know? So there's positive and negative. Positive, say for me, is here I am with a good solid platform where sorry where i'm able to talk to thousands and thousands and thousands of people so as i said say i've got i think about 384,000 followers on instagram right now but let's say i have 1% of 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 those of of that same following hate me so i have 384,000 people like my content enjoy it but if i have 1% of my following 
or people in, of my following in the world who, who hate me, hate everything about me, everything, how I look, what I say, no matter what I do is wrong. That's 3,840 people who don't like me, which when you think about it, if you saw 3,840 people, that's a fuckload of people. But if you saw 380,000 people, that's a whole lot more people. So that is kind of the, the thing with life. So when I post, I'm able to get so many people see me, learn from me, get my message out there, get my thoughts out there. It provides me an amazing platform to be able to impact people. But it also does provide me a platform to have people find you and not like you. And that's just really important to understand. So when you are posting, when you're working online or when when you're doing this and you get those negative opinions, just remember why you're doing it and just remember that there's so much more good out there. And that's often sometimes hard when you're getting a lot of negatives, but try your best to focus on the good because it's there if you look for it and the bad is nowhere near as much as it feels when you're feeling the negatives. Number five. Two more to go, guys. Number five, enjoy the ride. You know, it's if you guys watch reality TV or soap operas, you know, what keeps like life interesting in the soap opera? There's always something wrong. There's always a problem. Reality TV, they try to actually, it's not all that reality. They actually manipulate situations to create problems, to create drama. Sometimes I try to think of it as, is imagine I'm watching myself. I'm my own reality TV show. If I was watching myself, right, on TV, you'd want it to be interesting. So life's going to happen. Life's going to life's gonna be good. Life's going to be bad. And what I mean by that is have an opinion. Don't be scared to have an opinion. Own it. And that's something you've probably seen me do more on social media lately is trying to have an opinion. I've always tried to be the nicest guy in the room, right? I always pride myself on being the nicest, kindest, try to be the most genuine human there is. Like, it's really important to me. But I've also noticed there's a lot of crappy content out there, right? And I also think it's important to actually stand up for what you believe in. It doesn't make you not a nice person for you to have an opinion. You can have an opinion that disagrees with someone. It doesn't make you a bad person. But if you're always doing your entire life of I want to be invisible, I don't want to have an opinion, I, you know, I, I, I just don't want people not to like me. I don't, you're not really going to go out there and crush your life and get your name out there, okay? So it's really important. Be yourself. Have an opinion and own that opinion. You're going to be able to then find so many people who are attracted to who you are as a human, and you're going to find people who support you and cheer you on. Likewise, you're also going to find a lot of people who don't like you. And that's okay though. But if your goal is to really get your voice, your programs, your product out there, you don't want to be vanilla. You want to have something to you. And I don't try to be anything but myself. But what I also try to do these days is not to be so scared of having my thoughts and feelings expressed. I have an opinion. Well, I'm probably going to share it. I'm not trying to be a dickhead. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be nasty. But it's okay to disagree. It's okay to have an opinion. Just own it. Now, the final tip for how to navigate the fitness industry. And this is something I've always kind of thought when I got a lot of hate, right? And that is, fuck the haters, all right? And I always used to think when people started hating on me, I used to say, bring it on, motherfuckers. 
Come at me. Bring it on. And the funny thing is, right, for five, six years, I've had a lot of people dislike me and all that stuff. But you know what? Majority of the people who've always said shit about me and hated me, they're in the exact same fucking place they were five, six years ago. And guess what? I'm sure as hell not. So all their opinions, all their hate, all their negativity, I just put my head down. I don't say need to say anything back. I don't need to fight people. I don't need to make people feel shit. But what I do is I focus on myself and I just try to make myself as good at what I do as possible so that I grow and develop. The best, best, best way to crush haters is build yourself up and get bigger and bigger and bigger while they stay in the exact same place. Okay, so I think my favorite kind of saying with David Goggins was, um, you know, torch haters with, with success. Okay, so torch them with success. You don't need to try and get back at them. You don't need to try and stoop to their levels. You don't need to try and make them, um, like, play their game. Just go and be you. That's something people hate. I always used to say, you know, like, I've got my programs everywhere. I've got my ads. You see me everywhere, people. And I know people who don't like me see me everywhere. And I love that. I love that they see me everywhere being myself. I'm not saying negative things about anyone. I'm just being me. I'm just growing my business. I'm becoming a better coach. I'm helping more and more people whilst all the negative people out there are most likely, and what I've seen, still doing the same thing. And they hate on someone else and hate on someone else. So let people hate and understand that the more you grow, the more hate you'll probably get, but it means you're also growing. Okay. So that is really, really important. Is it sometimes going to hurt? Yes. Is it going to be frustrating? Yes. Often I'm like, I don't get this. Like I work so hard. I do everything science-based. I go buy the book. I've got a world of results. I've got world of social proof on my methods. I've helped hundreds of thousands of people. I've built a very solid life and business and stuff like that. And I still get hate. You know why? Because nothing you'll ever do is going to make people like you, certain people. So you just keep doing it and do you and do you and do you and keep growing. So guys, I hope that helps. So is the fitness industry toxic? Not, I don't think so. I think it's a very positive place, but like anything, you can have too much of anything. You can push things too far. And that's why it's really important to use training as a great way to improve. Use your nutrition to a way to understand energy values and stick to your goals. But have more things in your life than just your body. Have more things in life than just training the gym and dieting because then you can keep it at a healthy amount and you don't need to over push that one pathway. Learn, have good relationships with people. Go um, go have a social life. Go have hobbies outside the gym. That I think allows you to have a much better balance with life. And then if you want to navigate the fitness industry, just understand it. Yes, it can be filled with negative people at times, but let's run through these one last time. Number one, accept the more you post of yourself, the more people will have opinions. Number two, people hate themselves at times. They're negative. They feel shit about themselves. So a lot of those bad comments you get, it's from projection of people who don't feel good about themselves. It's not you. It's actually them. Number three, for every bad person out there or bad comment, sorry, there's normally 
30, 50 positive ones. Try to focus on those. Number four, remember life is a balance. It's not always good and bad. And it's really important to understand, you know, it can be really cliche, but, you know, sunny days don't feel so good if it's not for the rain. It makes you appreciate it. And that's where you kind of go with social media. Some days you're going to just be like, oh, I want to quit. Keep persevering. Keep being you. And that's important. Number five, enjoy the ride. Have an opinion. Own that opinion. And be yourself. That is the most powerful tool you can ever, a powerful kind of way of going about your life is knowing who you are, being yourself. Ideally, be a really good human, not being a dickhead. Be yourself as a great person, a genuine person, someone who cares about people and wants to help people. That is powerful. Own that. And then finally, number six, fuck the haters, okay? Do you, be you, and just keep growing because, you know what? The more you grow, the more they'll come. But it means that you're getting better and better and better. So own it. All right, guys. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, as always, as I said, please share it to your audience. Um, tell your friends about your family or anyone you know who could help um, listen to, especially this industry who's going through a hard time, maybe with it. And if you haven't, please follow guys, the podcast um, on Apple. You can do it at the top of the page. And if everyone just left a five-star rating on the podcast, it would help tremendously. I'll chat to you soon, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate, appreciate all of you. Um, yeah, honestly, thank you.